0: The SGPN Fantasy Football Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, Arizona, and now New York. From boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $10, get $200 in free bets. Download the WinBet app now or visit winnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app today. We're also brought to you by Thrive Fantasy. Thrive Fantasy has a $100,000 guaranteed contest for the big game, plus a 100% instant deposit match at ThriveFantasy.com, promo code SGP. We're also brought to you by Stable Duel. Stable Duel is a horse racing DFS app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. You can win as much as $15,000 with one entry. Head over to StableDuel.com to get started today. We're also brought to you by Better Fantasy. Better Fantasy is a free-to-play app that lets you bet on all your favorite NFL player props for a chance to win awesome prizes. Download the app today over at BetterFantasy.com slash SGPN. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app, your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. Welcome in, everybody, to another episode of the SGPN Fantasy Football Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I, of course, am your host, Rod Villagomez. Find me on Twitter at RJ Villagomez. Find the SGPN Fantasy world at SGPN Fantasy. We are going to, as we talked about last week, I am going to be part of a Dynasty Startup draft uh, coming up tomorrow, actually, if you're listening to this on Friday. Uh, but, you know, if you have listening to it uh, any other time, I'm going to be part of a Dynasty Startup. And we talked last week about some of the strategies and some of the players, but I'm going to do a full-blown, well, I'm going to do a full-blown mock draft, but we're going to talk through the first 10 picks With our own Bo McBigTime of the SGPN and all over the Dynasty Twitter and all over the Dynasty world. Also writing for Fantasy Pros now. So we're going to bring in Bo. I want to bring in another expert opinion. He's going to talk me through my picks, who I should pick, and why I shouldn't pick the guys that I want to pick. So we're going to go through 10 rounds and we're going to uh, do it all in fine fantasy football style. Uh, Again, this is the time, this is the season to actually start uh, looking for new dynasty startups. And like I said, our our league is going to be drafting tomorrow. And I've got the 12th pick in the draft just to set it up. So I'm going to have the turn. I'll have the the 12th pick and the turn. And a bonus for me in this league as well is that I'll get the first rookie pick with the draft, uh, with the rookie draft coming up. So uh, I'm pretty excited about that. Actually, talk about that with Bo just to, for a second as well. So, uh, yeah, let's go ahead and get this thing kicked off. And uh, we're going to start this this 12 round or this 10 rounds of the mock draft. Uh, I'm going to use Fantasy Pros, and I set up my parameters for all my league settings and everything like that. So uh, if you want to mock draft, that is one of the better ones to do is you can customize it and you can set it up as, as much as you want and to let uh, the whole thing kind of play itself out with all the fantasy expert rankings and everything like that. So, uh, But I've got one with me, so why not use him uh, to help me get through this draft? So let's go ahead and kick that off. All right, we are about to dive into this draft. And I, I we talked about this. I have the 12th pick in a Startup Dynasty draft. And again, we were talking last week about values and about uh, all the different things that go into this. But for me, like... When you start Dynasty, Bo, there's a lot of folks that are saying, "I want to win now," versus "I want to build for the future." Where's the happy medium in that?
1: Well, you want to do the same. You want to do both at the same time. You you want to have lasting success. Uh, and I usually try to plan out for a young team with with uh, good value, solid value right now, but a team that's going to be just as good, if not better, in two or three years. Uh, so it's it's really it's it's kind of based on your risk uh, tolerance of how how crazy young you can play. Like I'm a I'm a huge fan of drafting uh, second year players or even rookies if they're mixed in. But um, for the sake of this startup, it's going to be uh, get good and get young at the same time so that you can be proud of your team for years to come and let, let everybody else kind of pick up the vets the that are declining
0: commodities. So we I've started the draft, and the first pick of the draft was Christian McCaffrey. Uh, almost no surprise. Okay. Is there still a surprise? Are we still I mean, this is kind of based off of 2021, but are we still picking Christian McCaffrey first? What, what's the deal?
1: I would say no, but I'm not saying he's that far off. I just think there's better guys that are younger with less mileage that you can get before McCaffrey, but I would say he's still a mid-first round pick for me because he still has that 30 point per game upside that you want. Um, so you can't fault that pick. I just think it's not optimal.
0: He's just got to be healthy. That's all there is to it.
1: Right. If he's healthy, then you're, the number one pick is just fine.
0: Yeah. Um, all right. So the, the folks I'm looking at around this, this area are A.J. Brown, Jamar Chase. These are all the suggestions they're talking about as far as who who to pick next. So my I, I, my mindset, I've done a couple of these already, and I always fall on Jamar Chase being somebody I want to build my team around because I know that already we've seen what he does, what he did this season. And I expect that for years to come. Right. Right. Yeah. Cooper cups there, but how, how intriguing is Cooper cup versus Jamar chase?
1: Cooper cups, 29 years old. So you're looking at one, two year cliff before this peak performance really kind of tapers off. Um, that's not a bad thing. If you're, if you're like, Hey, I need a win now. Uh, then He's fine, but you're just looking at Jamar Chase is 21, 22 years old and he's putting up really gaudy numbers. He's really good. He's tied to a great quarterback. He's tied to a great offensive system for years to come. There's no reason to mess around with that because if you're looking at other guys like A.J. Brown, he's a little bit older, has a longer injury history. Uh, You're looking at Uh, CD lamb right there he's he's not getting the the target share that you want to see from a guy of his caliber Jamar Chase is getting all the things you want from a dynasty wide receiver and I would probably go wide receiver early especially with this type of with this type of breakdown the skill positions especially in a startup it's better to stack up stud wide receivers and then kind of take your flyers at the running back position because it's so variable you know there's going to be turnover at the running back position
0: that's the second week in a row we've heard that. So if you're paying attention out there, which I hope you are, that is two completely opposite people. I mean, you know, two different people saying the same thing, uh, and they don't even know each other. So it's a matter of this is, this is something that's And happening. I'm a
1: robust running back kind of guy, but for a startup dynasty draft, I'd rather hang my hat on a trio or a quartet of absolute monsters at wide receiver because I'm more likely to go heavy on running back in rookie drafts.
0: So then now, I just took Jamar Chase. Obviously, we, we talked about that. That's, that's who I'm taking. So you, you went through a few of the ones that are out there that are, are suggested players for me, as in the A.J. Browns, the C.D. Lamb, the D.K. Uh, DK Metcalfs, the Cooper Cups. Uh, but at this point, are, am I trying to take somebody there that, again, A.J. Brown it really just kind of disappeared in, in times where you kind of needed him last season? He is definitely on the older side uh, of, of what you're looking for as far as young uh, receivers. So what does that do? I mean, obviously, we look back at what he did in 2021, 869. Obviously, we know there was some injuries in there. Um, but how much does that factor into our decision to take a guy like A.J. Brown on the turn?
1: Uh, I'm a huge fan of A.J. Brown. His potential is off the charts. Uh, we're, we were just talking about Christian McCaffrey's upside, and his injury history is longer than A.J. Brown's. A.J. Brown's got a little hamstring, or a little foot. It's not nothing major in his career. He's missed some time, but when he's on the field, he's getting targeted. Tannehill loves him. If they end up upgrading their quarterback this year, then you're looking at even more A.J. Brown because Julio Jones is on his way out. This, this team is built around A.J. Brown and Derrick Henry, and there's no reason to think that A.J. Brown's ceiling has even been hit yet. We haven't seen A.J. Brown's ceiling yet, and I think he's 24, 25 years old. That's That would be my pick, is I'm looking for guys that are going to be just gigantic potential. Jamar Chase, A.J. Brown, it, to start a dynasty, is that's scary good. That's, that's something that you can look and go, everybody's going to be afraid to play me on a weekly basis.
0: There was a couple of them that I actually did, and I got to, I got to grab uh, Tyreek Hill and Jamar Chase. That Oof. was scary in mock drafts. I Oof. don't know if that, that happens in real life, but boy, I got to tell you, I, I mean, saw that.
1: I've seen so much variance in these startup drafts lately. So I mean, does, nothing really surprises me. I'm not surprised by Christian McCaffrey at 101, even though it's not the way I would go. Uh, it's, the, there's so many things that can happen between now and September that we just have to kind of just make the right choices for how we feel about these players right now and maybe maybe kind of just think about the plan out there next two to three years. That's kind of the strategy I always take is like, okay, what are these guys going to look like in three years? And am I going to be moving them? Am I going to be cutting them? You kind of have to think, okay, these guys are going to be studs all three of these years. And that probably might be selling high at that point where it's like, okay, I had my fun with them. Now I can get I can load up on some prospects.
0: Do we do we anticipate any sort of quarterback change in Tennessee, or is, or is Tannehill just it? Do you think they're going to shop around?
1: Well, if they, I mean, Aaron Rodgers just bought a house outside of Nashville Ooh. and said he was open to the idea of playing for the Titans, which just means that if they were like, "Oh, we're going to trade you to the Titans," he's not going to say no. Um, especially when you have AJ Brown, Julio Jones, and Derrick Henry on the team. And, and really Tannehill potentially, kinda held them back. Tannehill was, he's good but not great. Kinda held that team back because they had a great defensive line. They got they got after Joe Burrow, but it was Tannehill at the end that couldn't get the job done.
0: Yeah. Um, Could you imagine they, Devontae Adams going there too? Following I Aaron that.
1: Yeah, for sure. <laughs> That'd be a killer, team. That, that's the thing is I don't think that the Packers can afford to keep Devontae Adams unless they tag him. And if they tag him, I think he'll hold out.
0: I have a feeling so he will too.
1: They're, they're between a rock and a hard place up there in Green Bay where if Aaron Rodgers says, I don't want to play here anymore, then they're pretty much going to have to rebuild.
0: Yep, yep. That is, I mean, I, that, that'd that be a, God, that's a scary team. I can't even imagine having those trio of wide receivers and Aaron Rodgers and Derrick Henry. Oh, yeah, yeah that's scary. Uh, All right, 3-4 turn for me, and so we talked about stacking wide receivers. I've got two really, really good ones, Uh, but now we're looking at a tier of Chris Godwin, Debo Samuel, T. Higgins, uh, Jalen Waddell, and uh, Javante Williams there. Mark Andrews is there still Um, looking at some of the other running backs that are around. Got Cam Akers, J.K. Dobbins, uh, potentially David Montgomery. What what are your thoughts on this?
1: I mean, you have back-to-back picks again, right? You have have your 3-4 turn. Um, I would grab at least one running back, and Javante Williams, man, that's one of my favorite players in the whole league. Um, And because I have Chase, I'm not really going to take T. Higgins over somebody like Debo Samuel. Um, I'm kind of appealed by Jalen Waddle being there. Uh, Waddle's upside also is untapped we saw how good he was as a rookie with Tua a there uh just think about that team meshing together maybe adding another piece at wide receiver to take the pressure off of uh jalen Waddle. this that could be a dolphins team that, that has a lot of potential going forward uh, it's for me it's javante for sure and then i mean can you argue against a Debo Samuel See, pick here.
0: I was going to say, say it, say it, Bo say it. Cause the Niner fan in me, I, I have to pull the trigger on Debo anytime he's sitting there. Right. I mean, the only thing that
1: holds me back there is the injury history is very long. Uh, he's a ham. He's a, he's one play away from popping another hammy and being out for half the year. But what we saw from him this year in so many different capacities, uh, with him carrying the load pretty much throwing that entire team on his back, uh, taking a team that had no business to be in the NFC championship all the way there yeah that's that's Devo Samuel you got you gotta take him if he's there in the fourth round in the of a fourth. startup he's in still pretty fourth. young
0: yeah.
1: he's twenty five so it's
0: Here, here's what's crazy 20. though too you you look around too and you were talking about the the names that are around there I, I really honestly without Chris Godwin without uh, Tom Brady we don't know what that quarterback situation is going to be like.
1: Coming off an ACL.
0: Coming off an ACL. I mean, if it's Jimmy Garoppolo throwing the ball next year, you know, we saw what Debo could do, but still, I, love I don't Debo think.
1: There.
0: Yeah. Um, so I'm taking Debo. I, I got to take Debo. That's all there is to it. Okay. Yeah. So Debo Samuel is now on my team. So, so far through four rounds, I have got uh, Jamar Chase. I have got AJ Brown, I've got Javante Williams, and I've got Debo Samuel. So, first four rounds. How am I doing, Bo?
1: <laughs> A plus. <laughs> I oh, love. Oh, Waddle's that. still there.
0: Waddle's still so there. Far. I'm seeing it. I'm seeing it. Okay, so now, okay, let's say he does uh, last until this next turn. Is that good value? It's
1: amazing value. Well there we he saw is. the guy get ninety five catches for almost a thousand yards in his rookie season. And they didn't really run him vertically. We thought that coming out of Alabama, the guy with the four three speed would be running lots of nine routes and post routes and comebacks, take advantage of his athletic advantage. Well that's not too a Tugabaloa's game. That was Will Fuller's game, but he he's, he sprained his pinky finger or whatever and he was done for the year. Uh, so I'm, I'm really shocked that they didn't use him vertically very much, but that also means that they can, just like what the Cowboys did with C.D. Lamb coming off his rookie year, where he spent most of his time in the slot, is they moved him to the outside and said, all right, we know what you can do. Let's let's really take it to the next level. And the Dolphins, I think, are on that track to where they they take the training wheels off Jalen Waddle and let him unleash his full potential, which is Extremely dangerous.
0: Okay, so we take Waddle in the fifth. So oh, now. You have a team now. I I really, truly hope that this draft that I'm going to do t- uh, tomorrow actually goes, goes this well. Today. Holy cow, this would be a, a dominating team. Uh, all right, so I took Waddle in the fifth. Now I've got the 6-1 pick. Am I too heavy on, on wide receiver, or is this just too too good of a well, value? It depends, depends on, on how many
1: starting spots you have. I think you can go as far with wide receiver. If you have three wide receiver starts and two flex spots, then you can go five deep there uh, and then start to fill in the other spots because you're still getting great running back value here. Um, I would probably take uh, JK Dobbins here Um, coming off, coming off and he's going to have plenty of time to recover in the off season from his knee injury. Uh, The dude's extremely good. I think he averaged six yards a carry his rookie year. Uh, I think the the Ravens were severely limited by their running back injuries. We saw Lamar Jackson play superhero as long as he could. Then hmm. he ended up getting hurt. That team was still pretty good without all the without their three best running backs right off the bat. Bang, bang, bang. I think that that team would have been really scary if if Dobbins had stayed healthy because that was that, that's their team that they base everything based on that RPO the the read option with Lamar and Dobbins. And I, I just think that, that he's so talented that you can't ignore having that kind of guy who doesn't have hardly any mileage on his, on his legs. He's got the injury, but I, I just think that an ACL for a running back isn't what it used to be.
0: Well, and so go well, I mean, we talk about cam Akers <laughs> being uh, oh, a, a he's, guy. He's and, a cyborg. Yeah. And he's, he was there too. So you chose, you chose, uh, Dobbins over Akers. What was that? I love them
1: both? I, I know, really me do. Too. But for me, I'd rather I'd rather go after the guy who's a pivotal part of his offense, who's got more touchdown upside. Akers is a really elusive back, but you can tell that they like to shuffle those backs. They like to move they like to move Sony Michelle in there. They have Darrell Henderson still. Uh, that, that's a murky backfield at best, and Akers has looked great, but on the stat sheet where it really counts, where you need to win, win games, uh, he hasn't put up those numbers yet since he came back.
0: And I say it all the time. I mean, Baltimore is in a sense, a triple option offense. So, you know, if yes. you're, yeah, you want one of those running backs for sure. Whether, uh, you don't want that in, in the LA area where it's all just air and and air it out. So yeah.
1: Oh man. And you got, you got one of my favorite guys sitting there at number two available.
0: Elijah Moore, huh? Okay, Elijah listen. I can't stand the Jets. So, Bo, you're really going to have to sell me hard on Elijah Moore because I'm not a Jets guy. Like, I would I would probably not draft him unless you make a really good case for him.
1: Elijah Moore is the best receiver in Jets history already.
0: <laughs> wow. That's not and hard, that's, but sure.
1: That's over Wayne Krabet That's over Keyshawn Johnson. Elijah Moore is already the best receiver the Jets have ever had in their franchise history. Wow. Okay. And Zach – Zach Wilson, we, we talk about how terribly he started his his career. Horrible. Like, nobody's deb- debating how bad Zach Wilson was the first five, six games. And then he went down. And then we were saying, oh, why is Josh Johnson and and uh, Joe Flacco looking better than Zach Wilson running this offense? Well, then Zach Wilson comes back healthy, and he had a really good second half of the season. We're talking about a Jets team that's on the rise. They've drafted well on offense the last two years. Their offensive line is coming together. The left side of the offensive line is one of the best in the league already. Makai Becton, a healthy Makai Becton, Elijah Barrett Tucker, that left side of the line is already solid. Michael Carter, great running back prospect. Zach Wilson has tons of potential, and Elijah Moore is special. He's He's just a special receiver, and I wouldn't hesitate to draft him.
0: Well, okay, so I did. But only because not only did you, uh, I get your thumb up on that one, but the uh, Fantasy Pros draft simulator said that was an excellent steal. So Bo knows what he's talking uh, uh, about. See, <laughs> Fantasy
1: Pros knows.
0: <laughs> they sure as heck do. Uh, all right, sitting now with the eighth pit, or the first pick in the eighth round. Uh, again, I'm still looking at guys like Cam Akers. Cam Akers still on the board. Travis Etienne still, still there. on the board. But I feel like it's because the injury tag is there that the, the algorithm is not right. necessarily picking it up right. So Yeah,
1: I, I don't think in a real draft he would last that long. No, um, so but since he's there right now, you should take him. <laughs> okay,
0: I will take him. But now my question to you then is, is not only am I going to take him there, but uh, Travis Etienne, what do we do about him?
1: I, I don't like him to begin with. And a Liz Frank injury is probably the worst thing that could happen to a running back. Especially a running back who relies completely on his speed and agility.
0: Yeah, that's tough. I mean, and you want you wanted good things for ETN, but then again, Robinson was just up and coming there too, so it was a matter of.
1: And he's got the Achilles now, so yeah. The, the, I mean, they just hired Doug Peterson, which was a huge mistake. But uh, the Jaguars are off limits for me because I don't know what that offense is going to look like. I like Trevor Lawrence as a prospect, but not as a fantasy prospect. It's going to come down to, can Doug Peterson polish this turd a little bit to get them to where you can put up some stats that you're proud of? ETN, I I just don't feel like he's the type of back that I want to build my team
0: around. Yeah. I mean, I I wasn't there either in the preseason. I, I just wasn't there. I didn't want Travis ETN, and I stayed away from him, and thankfully I did. Although, I mean, I got caught up in the injury bug everywhere else, too, but whatever. So Yeah. Uh, all right. At the 9-10 turn, Bo, this is where this is where we'll end our portion of this. So at the 9-10 turn, we'll talk through these next two picks, and, uh, and then we'll go ahead and, and wrap it up, because we just really wanted to go through the first 10 rounds or so of this startup for folks, just to get a, a little insight, right, as to how we make these decisions going into startup drafts. So uh, there's a name here. Bo that I, I pull the trigger on almost every time, and that is Elijah Mitchell, because I am a Niner fan, one. But two, uh, I think that Shanahan is gonna continue to use Elijah Mitchell the same way, even with Trey Lance, and I think maybe even Trey Lance helps a guy like Elijah Mitchell out. So uh, your thoughts on that? And feel free to disagree.
1: Uh, I disagree, not because I don't not because I don't like Elijah Mitchell. I love him. I loved him as a prospect. I had him graded higher than Trey Sermon before the season. And so when, when Sermon went earlier and then they picked Mitchell after him, I was, I was still on fully on board that he was going to end up playing more than Trey Sermon even before the injury happened. But this is still a running back by committee type approach. Shanahan never, never, he either tries to run one back and just runs them into the ground. And it happens every year where the guy that they give the bell cow roll to just breaks down. We saw Mitchell break down. We saw Jeff Wilson break down. Michael Hasty even broke down after one game. Uh, This is a team that cycles through running backs. Even if they want to have the alpha guy carry the load, Elijah Mitchell's not an alpha type back. He's a speed back. He's a one cut speed back. And yes, he's going to break off some big runs because he's a big play guy, and that's an amazing running scheme. He never catches passes. That is How true. many targets is he going to get? If you're in a PPR league, and you're looking at a running back, I want to, I'd rather have a, a, a third down back with potential like, like you just saw Tony Pollard come off the board uh, just before here. That's the kind of back I'd rather have because he catches passes and they actually put him in space on the regular. Uh, Elijah Mitchell's, you're two down run only back and it really capture upside yeah i'm I'm doing a startup draft i'm looking at guys that have a ceiling and elijah mitchell is solid floor almost no ceiling
0: you're breaking my heart man it's a nighter fan
1: i I love elijah mitchell when they picked him i was pretty excited
0: yeah i i didn't i like i said i kind of i thought it was sermon and and that was about it but yeah when mitchell started to take over it really did impress the hell out of me, and you're right. I mean, it's it's a matter of watching these guys go down. I, I was big on Mostert coming into the season, and obviously we saw what happened to him game one. So, uh, all right. So there's a couple other guys around there. Then uh, we could either take Rashad Bateman, we could take Amon Ross St. Brown, we could go Hunter Renfro. Even is a suggested one for us. But uh, where are we looking here? I mean, I bet
1: you that this doesn't take into account the Josh McDaniels hiring. Since we're seeing other guys fall from last year's problems, uh, Josh McDaniels is going to be a boon for Hunter Renfro, and we thought we thought he was impressive with regular Derek Carr usage. Uh, now we have a coordinator who loves to feature slot receivers. Josh McDaniels lives to give the slot receiver ten targets a game, and Hunter Renfro is the perfect guy. Um, I love Hunter Renfro here. And if you're looking at it, I love Bateman. I love his skill set. But that Ravens passing attack scares me. Yeah.
0: And Hollywood if I've Brown's got st- – Hollywood I've got Brown's to- still the
1: guy. Hollywood Brown's still the guy. Bateman is probably better than Hollywood Brown. But we might not get a chance to see what he can do because they they don't pass enough.
0: Yeah. And if I've got J.K. Where, Dobbins, I'm not, I'm not sure. not want- sure Dobbins. Rashad.
1: That kind of makes me lean towards Darnell Mooney. Who's I mean, he's he's just like Bateman, where he's a great route runner, got speed to burn, but he's he's in an offense that's going to turn over. They have a nice, I mean, that 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 whole setup in Chicago is on the rise too. Justin Fields throws a beautiful deep ball, he's going to love Mooney for years to come.
0: So you've all noticed that I've I've waited entirely long on quarterback. In fact, I've I'm through Keep almost waiting. ten rounds. Yeah, and that's that's a thing too. If this were a two quarterback league, obviously, or super flex league, yeah, you would be. You'd already have two. Yeah, yeah you. I would already have two. But now since I'm I'm waiting, I'm waiting, I'm waiting, I'm I'm going to continue to wait. So I, although, tell me why I should not take Amon Ross St. Brown.
1: It's a lot of diminishing returns. We saw what Amon Ra can do with volume, but at the same time, it was because Swift was hurt and Hawkinson was hurt. Before those two guys came off the field, he was non-existent. And he's a talented player, but again, we we know Darnell Mooney is going to get another 100 targets next year.
0: So then uh, Gabriel Davis, is, is Gabriel Davis kind of a, a thing for you right now? Are you buying into that I, hype? I like
1: him, but it's too early for him. Too early. He's okay. he's still the second or third receiver on an exciting team. He's tied to Josh Allen for a while. That's exciting, but these these other guys above him are just more promising. I think they have more upside.
0: So I'm taking Darnell Mooney. That that's the suggestion.
1: That would be my suggestion. That's the suggestion.
0: Okay. That is that is it. That is what uh, I, I've picked. So now let's go back to the draft board and let us lay out my team. Through ten rounds, uh, with Bo McBigtime's assistance. Well, hold on. Now it's got to go through all the picks on the automated <laughs> stuff. But okay, so far again we went we went wide receiver heavy, and that's that's kind of the the theme of this, right? Because we still waited on on running backs, and there were quite a few running backs that were still uh, on the board for us to come back around that you felt comfortable with having as your running backs. So. Let's let's go go
1: really deep in the 22 class. Getting running backs in this rookie draft Uh is going to be pretty easy. You're going to be able to get some really good uh, rookie running backs with starting potential in the second or third round of your rookie draft, especially in the first round. You're going to be able to get a stud running back in the first round of your rookie draft. Uh, So I like to go wide receiver heavy in a startup without the rookies because I know I'm going to come in there and, and pound some rookies and make some deals to move up or move back to get extra rookie picks, to get myself some young running backs uh, from this class because it's it's really deep this year.
0: So my 12th pick, oddly enough, gets me the first pick in this league in the rookie draft. So I may have to pick your brain to get – look, I see you smiling all big already. I may have to get your opinion on who I'm taking in that later on.
1: You already have Javante and Dobbins, so, I mean, you're, you're sitting pretty.
0: Nice. All right, so let's go through this. First round, the first pick I took Jamar Chase, then I turned around and took AJ Brown. Uh Bo mentioned Javante. Got Javante, got Debo, got Jalen Waddell, got uh, J.K. Dobbins, Elijah Moore, Cam Akers, Hunter Renfro, Darrell Mooney, or Darnell Mooney. Woo! That's a sexy squad.
1: I think you got you have a young team with a ton of
0: upside. Oh, that's going to be beautiful. And then I still got all kinds of picks left. I mean, we're we're a ten. The the bench is ten spots, so I've got oh, a lot of depth to add.
1: Yeah, you can toss in a couple quarterbacks that are like sir in the middle of their career, uh, on the rise. That's kind of what I want to look for in the single quarterback, uh, uh startup draft. I want a quarterback who's not over thirty-five, for example, and maybe that's that's got more weapons coming in or everything's kind of lined up for them to grow with the team. Uh, Justin Herbert obviously is already gone, but you know, there's so many great quarterbacks that are all kind of clumped together. Oh man, you got, you got second year quarterbacks with, with space to burn. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You're
0: Trey Lance, Justin Fields, Jalen hurts, even Deshaun right. Watson is there Tua, Mac Mac Jones. Hill yeah, Wilson,
1: even a Derek Carr to pair with uh, Derek Carr to pair with with uh, Renfro. Hunter Renfro. Yeah, all these guys—they're going to sit there a while too. Yeah, you're not going to see a quarterback run in a one-quarterback uh, dynasty startup.
0: No sir. Ah, that okay, good. I I feel good about this. I feel like I can go into tomorrow armed with quite a bit of knowledge as far as where to go with this and not feel guilty for going completely wide receiver heavy.
1: <laughs> no, that's that's kind of ideal. You want, like, you see the Aaron so far away. Uh, that team started off really good, too, with Devontae, Metcalf, Moore, and Godwin and came back with Kareem Hunt. Uh, you have a better squad there, even though you have the same structure and build of the first five rounds as that team, you have better players on those five spots. So it's... That's a great start.
0: Beautiful, beautiful stuff. Well, Bo, I know that you've got to return back to the day job. I want to thank you for your time and uh, just let everybody know where they can find more of this amazing knowledge online.
1: All right. So you can find all, everything I do at, on Twitter at Bo underscore make Uh, my first article for fantasy pros is going to be dropping next week. It's going to be under the radar 2022 rookie quarterbacks. So, uh, Stay tuned. Fantasy Pros has been been good to me so far. We're gonna we're gonna be loading it up. Uh, you can check out my PGA work on TeamRiseOrFall.com. and we're gonna have a whole offseason of fun.
0: Beautiful stuff. Again, thanks, Bo, for your time. Stick around. We'll we'll wrap this up and we'll put a bow on this episode here very shortly after the break. Are you ready to win money and boost your odds? Well, WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, and coming soon to Louisiana, bringing the excitement of win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. As always, you get those exclusive rewards right at your fingertips. So get in on all your favorite teams, players, sports from the NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, golf, MMA, WNBA, college football, and so much more. But breaking news, everyone! WinBet is now live in New York. So don't forget that all props will be available on WinBet for the Super Bowl. The best part, you can build your own bet and create a prop-focused same-gay parlay for the big game. You get great odds, promos, payouts. It's all happening right now at WinBet. From booster parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, we have what you need to win. So bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com. There are never enough things to gamble on. And if you are a member of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network family, you know that. So the one sport that runs 365 days a year is horse racing. And now the best part is there is a new way to play the ponies, especially if you're brand new to the sport. Go check out Stable Duel. It is a daily fantasy style app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. Pick your horse. Build your stable and play against others to move up the leaderboard. Win as much as $15,000 with one entry. And it's okay if you know nothing about horses like me. Don't worry. The app gives you clear data on which horses to select to build your best strategy. The app is free to download at StableDuel.com. And multiple games are offered each day with free games weekly at tracks all over the united states so get in the app create your account start building your stables today you can even invite your friends to play against you or you can play against our stables and see what you got you can even follow them in the app and we can compare our own stats so download now at stableduel.com see how many winners you can pick in your stable see you in the winner's circle play race win Thrive Fantasy. It is a daily fantasy sports and eSports app for player props. With Thrive, you can eliminate the countless hours of research and focus only on the top-tier athletes that have the biggest impact on the game. Here's how it works. You choose 10 out of the 20 available props to build your lineup for the Bengals versus the Rams. Each prop is assigned a fantasy value for both the over and the under based on how likely it is to hit. If you hit the most props and rack up the most points to win a share, of the prize pool thrive has a $100,000 guaranteed contest for the big game that is $25 to enter and first place takes home a cool 20k $20,000 in cash prizes use the promo code SGP when you sign up today you're going to get a 100% instant first deposit match up to $100 so deposit $10 or more to receive the deposit match plus two free 100k entries in the contest download the thrive fantasy on the app store or the play store or by visiting their website thrivefantasy.com sign up and prop up today thrivefantasy.com promo code sgp as always, we're brought to you by PropSwap. It is where America buys and sells sports bets. The only thing more exciting than watching the NFL playoffs is prop swapping on the NFL playoffs and now the Super Bowl. January, it was PropSwap's biggest month ever as bettors from across the country cashed in on their Super Bowl futures. Like Jamie from New York, who is now enjoying WinBet as well, sold a $100 25-1 to 1 Bengals Super Bowl ticket for $1,000. The buyer got great odds. Jamie? made 10 times his money PropSwap has thousands of buyers across the country so you'll always find the best odds and collect the most money for your bets so hurry Download the free PropSwap app today. It's got fantastic features like filtering listed tickets based on the best value. You get a free activity feed to stay in the know with all the big sales and red hot ticket sales for sale. A loyalty rewards program that turns your ticket sales into extra bonus cash and a first deposit cash match. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit. PropSwap's going to match your deposit up to $500 so join the real sports bettors on PropSwap where America buys and sells sports bets the fantasy season may be over but the action is still coming on the Better Fantasy app download the free to play app today bet on player props for the Super Bowl. You can enter their player prop pools and score big when you win. I know I love Better Fantasy because I can win awesome prizes like my beer koozie. I can't wait to drink some beer in that and watch the big game. Plus, I can even raise some money for charity along the way too. It's totally free to play. You'll earn better credits by completing, by completing challenges and using them to place your bet. Better Fantasy is available worldwide and in all 50 states. So download the app today over at betterfantasy.com slash S-G-P-N. That's betterfantasy.com slash S-G-P-N. And of course, while you're at it, download that S-G-P-N app. It is now live in the App Store and the Google Play Store, giving you easy access to all of our picks and our podcasts. While you're at it, toss this show a review. We'd love to hear how we're doing, especially as we're going into the offseason, and we want to evaluate and come back harder in Season 2. So toss us that app review and download the S-G-P-N app today. So to recap basically what we had just went through. I know that I went through my team already, but uh, let's just talk through it one more time just because again, this is not a philosophy or even a strategy that I'm very much in tune with. I've, I've gone zero RB before in, in a, capacity, but never really this heavy, and again, never in a dynasty situation, so the whole taking just about every receiver imaginable is kind of new to me, so let's talk about this this 12th pick in the draft again, uh, and and let, I'm going to highlight maybe a couple of the guys, maybe I'll, I'll talk through the first two rounds in this, just so we can get a picture of really what's going on. Uh, and of course, as you know, if you've ever done a mock draft on Fantasy Pros, you can do it where everything is auto-populated and, and basically, you know, you know, like I said, you set the parameters, but the teams are auto-populated and the draft picks come pretty much from the uh, rankings that are already on Fantasy Pros. So this is kind of, again, take it with a grain of salt. I think these are 2021 standings, too, because you don't really get anything for 2022 right away until people start actually uh, ranking for them, but it's still sort of a good, I guess, gauge to try to figure out where you're at and and basically what players you want. So the as the draft, as the seasons go down a little bit uh, and, and comes closer to the wire for 2022, obviously you're going to see these players move. Obviously you're going to see where they go moved. But by and large, right now, if you mock draft, this is kind of where you're at. And maybe even if you're drafting right now, this could still be the way it shakes out. Because again, a lot of these expert rankings are still based on the 2021 outcomes. And so some people don't come to drafts nearly as prepared as me, as you who listen to this show. Uh, A lot of your friends' leagues, a lot of the folks that are just say, hey, let's start up a dynasty league. Why not? Right? I mean, Those kinds of are are a little more hardcore players than most, but uh, a lot of times it's just like I think my league is kind of like, hey, everybody just wants to get together and play and they're interested in a dynasty league, but as far as homework is concerned, deep dives aren't necessarily where they're at, especially now that the season's coming down to an end uh, and and we're drafting now just before the Super Bowl, I almost feel like everybody's fatigued and maybe not trying to hit the research as hard, so where you're going to get a leg up, especially this early, is by listening to the shows like this and doing these mock drafts on Fantasy Pros, even on Sleeper or wherever you play. Uh, definitely want to try to get in some of those. Again, it's reps, man. It's reps. It's just like everything else. So uh, let's look at that first round. I just want to take maybe the first two rounds out of that. The first uh, team, I kind of like the team names too. I'll just read them off real quick. There's Sir Slack Newton, or Sir I Slack Newton. Yes, we can... Uh, harbolically, please, now? <laughs> I don't know what that means. Uh, Matty Ice and Easy for Netflix and Chill. Oh, I like that one. Gronky Kong, I Don't Want No chub. <laughs> Lamb to the Slaughter, Aaron So Far Away, <clears throat> Murray Up Offense, the, conquist- the Conquistadors, and then, of course, my team. So, anyways, first pick in the draft was CMC. I mean, me and Bo kind of hit on that earlier. Uh, this is based off of 2021. Everybody had... Uh, Christian McCaffrey at 101 going into this last season so can I can't really necessarily even break that down even further except for will you take him there again will will he burn you one more time by taking him 101 or will the next player off the board Jonathan Taylor now be the de facto 101 this guy obviously burst on the scene and did amazing things uh, in in the game so uh, so with four running backs in a row it was CMC, Jonathan Taylor, Saquon Barkley, Dalvin Cook, and Derrick Henry. First four picks in this draft. First wide receiver off the board was Justin Jefferson, followed by Alvin Kamara. Uh, Tyreek Hill came off next. Devontae Adams after that. Najee Harris, DeAndre Swift, and then me with Jamar Chase. On the turn, taking A.J. Brown. CeeDee Lamb followed. This comes the run uh, of, of receivers, as it were. <clears throat> Cooper Cup, who went in the second round. You're not going to see that. I guarantee you in any draft that you do from now on, you're not going to see Cooper Cup go in the second round, uh, especially over guys like, I think, Justin Jefferson maybe. I mean, this is, again, this is dynasty. Maybe Cooper Cup's age plays a little bit into what you're taking. Are you taking win now or are you taking win in the future? Uh, that's what Bo and I had talked about. How do you balance that? Uh, anyways, after Cooper Cup, D.K. Metcalf came off the board. Nick Chubb, Stefan Diggs, Aaron Jones, Ezekiel Elliott, Antonio Gibson, and then Travis Kelsey in the second round. I mean, you know, you can't say enough about tight ends that are main pieces in their offenses. I still don't know about pulling the trigger on a tight end that early, even in a dynasty situation. I just feel like in Travis Kelsey, yeah, you're probably going to get a couple more big seasons out of him. But you could have grabbed an Austin Eckler. You could have grabbed uh, even a, a Calvin Ridley who came off the board after that. Austin Eckler, Calvin Ridley. You know, you, you could have done that and been fine and, and not have to worry about having a, uh, a tight end age out at some point. And Austin Eckler is probably going to stick around the league maybe a little more than Travis Kelsey. So that's the balancing act that you, that you take. So, you know, again, those were the first two rounds. A lot of big names coming off the board. And really, if you start to see these guys popping off, you're just going to, yeah. I mean, it's a matter of how you feel comfortable playing the field. Because again, like I said, I had four receivers in the first six picks. Unheard of for me. I've, I've never done that before. And it just felt so weird to, to, to have to look at it and say, I probably should grab a running back at some point. But you look at the ones I have. Javante Williams, J.K. Dobbins, Cam Akers. All three, I think, solid running backs for the future. <clears throat> Especially when you consider guys like... Obviously, Taylor was not going to make it to me at 12. That is that is for sure. Uh, but Derrick Henry, right? <clears throat> He's going to dominate for a while, but a little on the older side. And he could get injured again quite easily, right? Najee Harris would have been nice to have, but... Obviously, he didn't go, and he didn't fall to me either. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, when you're making your decisions in Dynasty, I mean, again, <clears throat> just take your, take your strategy, run with it, and, and make sure you're doing these mock drafts because uh, they are very, very good practice. So, uh, All right, if you have any other suggestions, any questions, please feel free to hit me on Twitter, at RJ Gomez. And, of course, while you're at it, Please give this show a review. Like I said before, really looking to grow this show in 2022. Really want to make this thing kick off. Well, not even 2022. Next episode. I'm going to start making this show uh, better. We're almost done with the very first season of this show. We're not going anywhere, by the way. We're, we're sticking around all off season. Uh, a lot of shows disappear. We're not going to disappear. But, yeah, I mean, really, again, we just we want to make this show what you want this show to be. So if you have any suggestions, if you have anything that you want to see out of this show, hear out of this show, uh, I am never above any sort of uh, suggestions because, again, this show isn't for me. Uh, I get a lot out of it because I get to research and I get to talk to you guys and have some fun talk of fantasy football. But by and large, if you're not getting anything out of it, you're probably not listening, but if you are listening, I want you to get something out of it. So please let me know what that is. And we will start to incorporate that more in the show. But until next time, everybody have fun doing your mock drafts, have fun drafting. If you're starting some dynasty drafts or if you're starting some, uh, even, you know, long-term drafts or some, uh, keeper, you know, whatever you're doing draft wise, hopefully you're having some fun. Take the week off, take a deep breath, There's only the Pro Bowl on, so don't even worry about football. If you want to watch, go ahead. If you really want to see what's going on, by all means, please do. But uh, I know that a lot of us are going to use this week to catch our breath because the big game is kicking off, and we're going to have some fun talking about the Super Bowl and, uh, and everything that goes along with it. So until next time, everybody, let it ride.